Boys, beautiful Monday night. Nearing August. Uh, training camps. Teams are reporting. Not not all 32 in full swing yet. But the division previews, they roll on. We have the AFC South today. Two of the three worst teams in the NFL last year resided in the AFC South. Texans, of course, didn't pick in that third spot because of their trade with Laramie Tunsil and the Dolphins. But here we are. I think a couple years ago, guys, I kind of thought this division was on the way up a little bit. And now it seems with the Jags getting Urban Meyer, you know, maybe the Jaguars are, are back on the way up. But it's to me, it, we'll get into it, obviously, but it seems like a little bit of a there's two halves of this of this division. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that obviously the whole outside of all the allegations with Deshaun Watson, just him as a player, uh, I think last season was really eye-opening for a lot of people. And it kind of showed that maybe Houston, um, all the, because Houston was kind of floating along for a little bit, uh, being a consistently solid playoff caliber football team. And then all of a sudden, all the Bill O'Brien kind of haters were proven right um, over one season because I'm just obviously getting a little bit reminded, opening up these depth charts and schedules and stuff. Houston was a really bad team last year, and Deshaun, Wilson, Deshaun Watson was healthy for the for the full year, and they won four games. Um, Deshaun Watson arguably playing the best football of yeah, his career. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I just think that's a really interesting dynamic. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick to Jacksonville. So there's a lot of interesting topics, I think, here um, to get into. And this is one of the more... Maybe not unpredictable divisions, but like you said, Clep, there I think there's going to be some varied opinions um, because there's clearly at least one team in this division that we all can agree I know uh, is a seller team just based on the, the state that Houston's in right now. <clears throat> but we do we do kick it off with the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, of course, Urban Meyer gets fined <laughs> in uh, OTAs or, or mini camps for. Uh, Getting a little too physical out there at practice, um, Tommy. What what has been your impression so far of the Urban Meyer era? Obviously, they had that first overall pick with Lawrence. That was kind of a uh, slam dunk. Everyone knew what that pick was going to be. But then, rest of the draft wasn't great. You know, um, obviously, you don't love the going RB in the first round, but what, what is your impression so far? How do you think Urban's going to do making this jump? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty interesting uh, question, Adam. I, at first, you know, I kind of assumed that Urban Meyer was a slam dunk hire and it's not that I'm questioning that now, but I just think that I shouldn't assume and, and maybe we shouldn't assume that Urban Meyer is, is going to, you know, enter the NFL at an advantageous spot from just all of experience, his experience in college. Obviously, I think that counts for something. But, uh, you know, the NFL is a different game. And, you know, I think it's interesting, the selection of Travis Etienne. I, you know, and all of Urban Meyer's rhetoric seems to be that they're going to try to use him almost like Curtis Samuel was for Ohio State uh, back when he had him and sort of a, you know, receiver, running back kind of hybrid role doing a lot of, of that kind of play, you know, special dirty work. Um, and then, you know, you know, I, I obviously, I think I like the Jags better than Houston this year. And I think there's some upside there with, with Trevor Lawrence. 
Uh, but I do expect there to be some some bumps in the road in, in Myers' first season overall. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think I think Trevor Lawrence kind of enters the NFL with a high floor. I think that they have good they have good weapons around him. I think this offensive line is, you know, average, maybe, maybe a little bit below average. I mean, I don't know what you guys think about that. Cam, I know Cam Robinson just got extended, uh, but you know, there's not not a lot of pieces on the offensive line that stick out to me. I think Jawan Taylor is probably their best player. Um, and then on defense, you know, a lot of a lot of question marks as well. Uh, we all weren't big uh, Caleb on Jason fans. He didn't really pop in, in year one that he's going to have a lot on his shoulders. Obviously, Josh Allen is kind of a blue chip edge rusher at this point. Our boy, our boy, Taven Bryan. Yeah, uh, David, rough start David Bryan, to the another, career. Another rough start. And then, you know, the, the rest of the draft getting Tyson Campbell, uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't a huge Tyson Campbell fan, but they obviously like his measurables. Take it, take. Well, they picked him 33rd yeah. overall, too, which, you know. Before so. Sante, I should say. Uh, you know, before a lot, a lot of other players. So, I, you know, I think Daryl Bevel, Klepp, what do you think? Do you know Daryl Bevel? Good, good. And the uh, he's a good offensive coordinator, I think. I think we all think he's a plus EV offensive coordinator. Yeah, so. he's had a lot of a lot of experience, um, you know, obviously with Seattle around Russell Wilson, uh, Detroit around Stafford. So I think just in terms of Trevor Lawrence, his development going into becoming an NFL quarterback, making that transition, I think Bevel will, will absolutely help him out. And I think, I think the offensive line is fine. Lee, I kind of like the look of this skill position group, looking at the the receivers, tight end, you know, Hey, we got Tim Tebow, (laughs) but uh, I think when you're looking at James Robinson and Travis Etienne, and then the receiver group, I'm, I'm, I I like what they have um, weapon wise for for Trevor, at least in in his rookie year, not that it can't get better. Yeah. um, I I like this team a lot, to be honest. I think that the receivers are really solid. I I would definitively say Daryl Bevel is a good offensive coordinator. Um, I yep, think Trevor I Lawrence is a special talent at quarterback. And Tommy, I agree that he does present a high floor. Obviously, like what they have at the running back position, I think Urban, if anyone knows how to use two running backs, it's going to be Urban Meyer. It may take a few weeks for them to get comfortable understanding how they're going to call plays and what their kind of rotation is going to be. But I still think that there's a lot of talent on this offense. I would say there are some concerns about the offensive line, but I think that their starting five offensive linemen are solid. Um, as a full unit, and the depth is for sure a concern. Uh, interested to see what Walker Little does. I thought that was a pretty solid pick. If he can be healthy, I think he could be a starting level player for them on the offensive line. Um, obviously, I think DJ Chark, Lavisca Chenault are two really, really, really solid young receivers. I think Lavisca Chenault is going to have a better year this year than he did last year. We kind of saw flashes in his rookie year, but we didn't really see that full package of what he can do, um, just from a from a standpoint of dynamicism at the receiver position. Um, Big yeah, word. I think I, I just think that he kind of embodies that just with how multifaceted yeah. his game is, uh, at least from what I saw at college. And then flashes last year uh, with a, what he can do after the catch, how he can even create separation. He's got really good hands. So looking for a big year out of him. What's up, Tom? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I think that this team is going to be a fun team to watch offensively, but – I think it's just going to be hard for this team. I mean, what do you think this team's ceiling is? Do you think 
I mean, I guess if if Lawrence goes nuclear, they could be a ten a ten win team yeah. in some right way. But do you think seven wins is kind of like a really good year for this team? I, I, I would looking, say eight. I would say eight. The defense, man, because I think they, you play Houston twice. Um, here's the thing. Here's what I wanted to say, Tommy. Just sorry to interrupt you, but I, this is a team that has after their their near Super Bowl run in 2017, they have won six, five, and one game. So that's like averaging four wins a year the past three years. Um, and obviously they had a handful of bad years before that Super Bowl run. And at a certain point, you're just going to be collecting some pretty solid talent, even if you're missing on draft picks, when your team is that bad consistently. Um, and I just think that they've kind of done a pretty good job of just there's some names. And I know the defense isn't very complete, but when you look at players like Josh Allen, Miles Jack, Joe Schobert, who they got in free mm-hmm. agency, I like their depth at linebacker. I love what they did with the secondary and free agency. I don't think their secondary is like really good now, but I think they fixed it for the most part. They spent four picks in the secondary. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, I think, is one of the more underrated corners in the NFL. I still think Rayshon Jenkins can play from the Chargers. Um, don't know too much about the rookies. Wasn't in love with any of them. But, hey, I saw as much as I had bad things to say about Andre Sisco, I for sure believe that he can step in and maybe be one of the better safeties from day one for them. I mean, obviously, I think there are going to be some mistakes he makes on the field, but I still think that he's a playmaker and a ball hawk. Um, would would pair well with uh, Jenkins, you know. Yeah, would, I think that would be a nice potential so, potential combo. You know, just looking at this, and I'm thinking about teams. You know, other teams that should, the Jags should be in the same category as, like the Jets or like Houston or like Philly or like. Any of these lower-level teams, the Lions you could throw in there. Even like the Bengals. The Bengals, Bengals absolutely. Lions. I just think the Jags have a little bit more going for them. Um, and I think that ultimately this probably comes down to me saying I do think that Urban Meyer will be a good coach in the NFL. I do think it will work out. Um, I just have faith that him as a football mind, he's going to be able to figure it out. And I will look for maybe some bumps and bruises along the way early. But I think that there's – a solid level of leadership on this team on both sides of the ball, and there are some playmakers definitely, enough playmakers on the defense to make me say, okay, if the defense can just not be terrible, um, and Lawrence is decent, which I really think he will be, this can be a a really tough out uh, this year. Yeah, I think think I'm really interested to see, because I think if, if you're right and Urban Meyer really is kind of really impressive in his first year and even if they were to win seven to, to nine games and Meyer's impressive and they're really tough out and maybe it's just their defense is young and and kind of gets better as the year gets goes on a little bit and once November comes around you're starting to see some swagger with the Jaguars defense yeah. you know maybe Unless, I, I, I really like I like the direction that they're going as a franchise obviously but it's just you know I think this this team could be like you know maybe the Panthers last year, except a little bit better on offense. Yeah, you know, I think that's like, a totally fair they, comparison. They're, they're covering they're covering a lot of games and like you know. Yeah, and I would say too. Sorry, Clep, if you want to get something in fourth place, last last no, place schedule. Good. You got the Jets. Obviously, you have Houston twice because yep. of the division, but the Jets, Atlanta, uh, Cincinnati, Denver. Um, you know, and so. and some a team like you know Tennessee that struggled on defense. You know, and even the Colts. I'm not even going to say that the Colts are a much better team than the Titans, but you know, the Jags are going to be a tough, a tough team. I feel like to to you know beat going down to the Heat. Yep. You know, and and you know having having to having to score some points because you know I'm pretty bullish on. I like Lavisca a lot too, Lee, and you know even bringing in Marvin Jones is like a lock for being you know a really good solid player. Yep. 
Uh, Colin Johnson can win it, win at the catch point too. So having Marvin Jones as your three is definitely not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's and if, obviously too having that um, connection with Bevel mm-hmm. to kind of lead Chanel and DJ Chark along a little bit, just getting used to the offense. Um, I think is is a something to and look at. I'm too. sorry, Club. The last thing I'll say about this team, I think there's a potential for these running backs to go nuclear this year. Like I think there's a potential that that it works really really well, and that ETN is it's like a little bit of you know uh, sizzle and steak with ETN and Robinson. I just think that the the high end potential of that, I think people might be underestimating that a little bit. I think that's fair. It's gonna be really interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, that's a good point, especially because. People kind of think ETN that they're just moving on from yeah. Robinson, and Robinson was a really good player last year for them. So um, let's go on to the to the Texans, and probably won't have to talk about as much <laughs> with this team here. Um, Houston, to me, is kind of like how we looked at the Jets last year, where I just don't see how they can compete, um, really. Um Obviously, Deshaun Watson is showing up to camp, but it seems pretty apparent that he's not going to play for Houston. I don't want to really speculate about his off-the-field stuff, and who knows uh, if a team will even take the risk to trade for him with, with all of that circulating. But there's there's just pretty much holes everywhere, man. Um, I thought that you know their offensive line you know, is maybe the best part of the offense. I, I don't know. There's just not a lot to, to point to that's that great. Uh, David Coley was just kind of a questionable hire. Um, I mean, Randall Cobb, I guess, is going to get traded. They traded for Anthony Miller. <laughs> um, they're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, uh, it seems like, and um, defense is pretty porous. Um, I don't yeah, Clep, not too much just, to say. Um, sorry if I interrupted you. I mean, like, is is there any chance? I, I guess maybe just a better way to take this conversation is like, is there any chance where, you know, everyone is just so down on them and it's better than maybe, you know, we think it is, or is it just uh, going to be a rough year? I think it's just going to be a rough year. And the thing that bothers me about Houston is that they're not falling into the rebuild. Like, I don't think anyone in that building thinks David Coley is going to be the coach in two years. I, I almost feel like they literally hired him to fire him after they're bad yeah. just so they can start the rebuild. Whereas I would much rather have them be hiring, you know, someone like Brian Dable or maybe those guys didn't even want the job with what's going on in Houston. But um, more of a, you know, I guess progressive football mind. Maybe I'm being unfair to Cully and it's like he deserves his opportunity after X amount of years in the league. But usually when you see a situation with a guy who hasn't been a head coach and after being in the league for 30 years or 20 years or whatever it is, um, there's there's usually a reason for that. Um, and I just don't know if you're going to get a lot of players buying in this year in Houston. Um, I think Tyrod Taylor can still be decent. So I don't think that – I don't know. I do think that they're like going to be really bad. I do think that they're going to be really bad. And I think it would be really unfair for me to say that about the Jets, that everyone's going to be circling the Jets as at the game they need to win. It's like they're for sure going to be circling Houston too, like to an even yeah. higher extent. Um, because with the Jets, at least I can be like, okay, they've got a frisky young coaching staff. They've got a young quarterback that they're investing a lot in. They've got some weapons that are 
I think definitively better than the weapons Houston has. You know, I don't, Brandon Cooks doesn't do much for me. I like Nico Collins a lot when he played two years ago at Michigan, but to give him a, a full plate his rookie year, I don't know how he's going to, you know, take that. I don't know if he's going to be ready to step in and be a wide receiver too from day one. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I just don't know. Uh, boy, Vernon Hargraves is a second corner. Not a lot. And Zach Cunningham is kind of the, the best is. player. Not a lot of push up front. Far. Just not really a lot to like. This is a team that screams rebuild, screams we're going to get picks for Deshaun, um, which maybe should have already happened. I don't really know what they were waiting for. Um, and yeah, they're going to be drafting a quarterback next year, I think, unless Davis Mills is is going to step in and and make force them not to basically. Um, but yeah, not and, not a and, lot to like here. What do you think the chances are? Um, you know, all, all, a lot of conversations around the Chargers last year that you know um, Tyrod Taylor gets yanked week, week, you know, four to eight, and Davis Mills goes in for the rest of the year on this team. You know, like the bottom falls out because I, I think you, I think you know, bringing up Tyrod Taylor as their starter can make them at least kind of not turn the ball over and you know score thirteen to twenty one points. Uh, you know, uh, on, on on any given on any given team, but you know, yeah, not a lot of, not a lot of bright spots. I mean, I think if you're high on Nico Collins, I kind of like the future of, of some of their weapons. I think Brandon cooks is, is a good receiver. If he's not maybe an, an alpha one, but he's, you know, a good productive receiver. I, I, you know, I'm still holding out hope for Anthony Miller. I know we all liked him, uh, going into what the 2018 draft. Um, and this could you know, be the change of scenery he needs, you know, totally, totally. I think he's going to have that opportunity and, you know, Lee, you and I both like Brevin Jordan. You know, they've got yep. some nice uh, – I like Brevin Jordan. I think Brevin Jordan's the best tight end on their team. I'd go as far as – Yeah, easily. Um, <laughs> Come on, Jordan, Jordan Akins. No, that's true. Moments. I don't want to undercut Jordan Akins. He's, Jordan Akins definitely a little bit more refined and professional. But I think Brevin Jordan yeah. in terms of just the range of what he But it, I think you're, the, 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 the lane you guys are coming from is, hey, you guys are the Texans. You should just play yeah, Brevin Jordan and Nico absolutely. Collins. I mean, dude, look at this, yeah, no matter look at what. this running back room. David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, and Rex Burkhead. I mean, geez. I kind of like that, to be honest. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, something honest, about me likes that. I don't know. <laughs> I would. I think Philip Lindsay is a, probably your best running back. I would start Philip Lindsay, I think. I would give a little Philip Lindsay. I mean, I'm, I'm still holding out hope that David. He, David Johnson was so impressive earlier in his career, and then it kind of just all – Came to a halt and yeah. stop. Um, but yeah, I guess they got Shaq Lawson, who's a solid player on defense to pair with Cunningham. So he's he's not that you know. Good. Ugh, but uh, yeah, not, not a lot, a lot to, to like, like, and they're for um, sure going to be. This is a team that's going to be acquiring draft picks. And I, as much as I hate, the thing about I like about Tyrod Taylor is I think he's still hungry, and I think he still feels like he has something to prove, which is good. But I would even say, man, like. Unless Davis Mills is stinking up camp, like he should start. Um, just see what you Davis have. Mills should. Yeah, just yeah. see what you have with him. Why not? You know, it could be. I know it's very more likely than not to, for or more not likely for than for this to happen. But maybe you have a Dak situation, and you got a guy in the third round or fourth round that is is really solid with very limited talent. Well, and you, and, see flashes. And Lee, you can, you can evaluate Davis Mills. I know I didn't bring maybe watch as much as, as you did, but you know, I, I, I liked your Daniel Jones comp. Like he kind of gives, there's you, not much on Mills. That's the thing where I can't, you know, there's not, there's not much tape on him and Stanford really turned a corner. They only, Stanford only played, I think six games last year. If that five, maybe 
they turned a corner the last three weeks of the year when they when they were when they were homeless essentially. Uh, they didn't because all all the COVID laws, and Davis Mills was actually really really impressive. And yeah, the the Daniel Jones comp, not as good of an athlete, but definitely I think a little bit more proficient of a passer and confident in his accuracy, which I think you know. I think he was worth the pick in the third round, and I would d- just see what you have. I do too. Like, why not yeah, take that yeah. swing? You know, see how Charles he connects with some of Charles the young weapons. He's a really good player. Yeah, Derek Rivers, Derek baby. Rivers. Yeah, Clep. I was gonna say I was gonna make a joke earlier. I'm surprised you didn't say he was the and best player on Clep there. And Demarcus defense. Walker. Remember Demarcus? <laughs> the Florida yep. State boy. Yeah, um, my this boy guy. Desmond King in yeah, the this, secondary yeah, there's too. There's some dudes on this defense. Yep. Desmond King. Yeah, maybe we're talking ourselves maybe into the Texans. Zach, Cun- here, right? Zach Cunningham. These are all club boys. These are all club draft boys. And Shaq Lawson. I was I was on him as yeah. well. I was a Ross Blacklock yep. guy. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> this is a club defense. Uh, um, <laughs> Justin Reed, Justin Reed is really good. We probably should mention him. He's been he's been awesome since he was, uh, came out of uh, Stanford. Eric Reed, Eric Reed's little bro. He's a he's a good player. Yeah. Um, shall we move forward to the? more uh, cream of the crop in the yes. AFC South. Yes, sir. The Colts, uh, to me, are one of the more interesting teams in the NFL. Lee and I have talked a lot about this, where we think, and Tommy, I think you agree, where there seems to be an elite level of teams in the NFL right now. You're looking at the Chiefs, the Bucks. I guess you know, now that Rodgers would be back to the Packers, uh, even you know the Rams, if you want to sprinkle them in there a little bit, um, and it's kind of hard to maybe choose a, a team that could be a, a surprise. Uh, teams like you know who's like this year's version of the Bills or this year's version of of the Browns in, in that sense. But I, I just think the Colts have a really strong roster all around. The biggest question mark is obviously Carson Wentz. He played horribly last year. I, I don't even think. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a Carson Wentz uh, guy. I, I've liked him for I liked him coming out of the draft, and I you know I liked him after he had that great season uh, when Philly won the Super Bowl. Uh, he I mean he was an integral part of of getting them you know that home field advantage in the playoffs. Obviously, Nick Foles was the one who ended up doing the job. But if there ever was going to be a, a change of scenery that gets Carson Wentz back on track, it'd be back with Frank Reich. Um, and I think Indy would be is a good spot for him as well. And like I said, I really just think overall, uh, you know, top to bottom, this is one of the more solid rosters in the league with that asterisk uh, on Carson Wentz. And, and if he can, you know, uh, get back to his early days in Philly. Yeah, I think I think that's well said. I mean, this is a team we saw – uh, a pretty debilitated Philip Rivers take two Buffalo in the playoffs and play a really, really tough close game against the Bills that was one or two plays away from having a different result. Um, although I think the better team won, uh, it's not to say Indianapolis um, was it does not have a, you know, I guess take this with a grain of salt, but I think a, perhaps a Super Bowl caliber roster, depending on a few factors, most importantly being Carson Wentz, obviously, but I think if Michael Pittman and Paris – Michael Pittman can take that year two step where he's now being a little bit more dominant and Paris Campbell can stay healthy and then you can get what you're going to get out of T.Y. Hilton. I don't know how much gas he has left in the tank, 
you're fine at receiver. Um, I do think that's a kind of a big question mark. Obviously, I'm really happy with the offensive line. I think that they've got the offensive line pretty much figured out. Um, I don't know if it's as good as it's been in years past, but when you got yeah, losing Costanza, yeah, is but big. when you got Quentin Nelson, um, Braden Smith's been really good for them. They, Ryan Kelly, uh, you know, I think Eric Fisher will be fine at left tackle, and then they've got Tevy and Davenport behind him who aren't great, but pretty solid for backups. Those guys have been starting before in their careers. Um, and then obviously love the running back room. I think Jonathan Taylor's a stud. Love right. the, how they use Naheem Hines. I think they're really well coached. And then on defense, it's like we talk about having a guy at every level. I mean, DeForest Buckner is arguably one of the best inside players uh, in the NFL. And then uh, Darius Leonard, obviously, at linebacker. Um, secondary, I don't know if they have that one guy. I think that perhaps could be Julian Blackman um, if he has a, a – he yeah, was he was a really, stud really last good year. Last year. I don't want to get over my skis with that because the sample size is pretty small. But between, you know, Kenny Moore, Xavier Rhodes, Rocky Sin, Julian Blackman, um, I think that's a solid secondary. I, they make it work. The Colts kind of just make it work with those guys. So I really do think that this is a – and then again, you know, Matt Eberflus is the defensive coordinator who I think is one of the better defensive coordinators in the NFL too. So I think there's a lot to like about this team, but – I will say that with the caveat that there are some serious question marks that need to be, uh, you know, they, a lot kind of needs to go right for them. Um, you can't overlook that Carson Wentz, like you said, Adam, I mean, arguably one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL last year. So I don't think we're going to get that same. Yeah, Philip Rivers absolutely presented you yeah. know, that floor. I don't think we're going to get the same um, performance out of Wentz, it, but. Yeah. Um, I, I think you got to think that Wentz is going to be better, and I think it's just a question of how much better because. He, he arguably was the worst quarterback in the league last year. I mean, I think you could, you know, at, at least him with the sample size that he was that he gave too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like this team. I like the Colts. I, I like this team to win this to win this division um, because I think even I don't know. I guess I just think Wentz is going to be better. I think being with Frank Reich, I just am kind of buying into that notion. Um, you know, I don't think he's gonna the bottom's gonna fall out like it did last year and I think that you know that's that that potential upside is going to you know put this team over the top I think ultimately and that's what really with Philip Rivers he just you know we saw against the Buffaloes of the world and in those games he just couldn't really give them that elite um you know level of offense but you know I pretty much agree with everything you guys said right there you know talking about the roster I think the biggest x factor on offense outside of once obviously is is Michael Pittman who you know, I thought in that Tennessee game played really well. I think he kind of showed flashes of him being a potential, potentially you know, dominant receiver sometimes, uh, especially with the. He started off the year a little hurt too. Yeah, so. but you, you kind of. I think it was that Tennessee game, that first Thursday night game. He took that slant, you know, like a shallow cross to the house, and and you really just saw kind of that projection from USC. And he's a guy that I know I really liked uh, a lot. So I see that type of upside, and then obviously Jonathan Taylor, really good running back, and. You know, Marlon Mack coming back off the Achilles, it's going to be, and Naeem Hines too. I mean, wow, they got, they've, they've got a pretty stacked offense, I think. We talked about the offensive line. And on defense, I kind of agree with Lee. Like, Julian Blackman was a really nice player. Xavier Rhodes played well kind of coming back from the dead um, in Indy. I, they don't really have a, a big playmaker uh, at corner. That's kind of a, you know, a, a question. But really good linebackers with Darius Leonard, obviously, and Bobby Okariqui. Um, and then Quiddy Pay, bringing in Quiddy Pay and Chris Sims guy uh, Deo Odin Dingbo. So uh, 
Or the Yingbo. Oh, the Yingbo. So, into Forrest Buckner, obviously. So, I mean, this is a defense that really kind of overperformed, I thought, or it was a lot better than I thought they were going to be last year. And I think this team just has a high floor. Frank Reich, good coach. Eberflus, continuity on the defensive end. Um, a lot more than in the in Tennessee on our next team. So, I, I like the Colts this year. And Eric Fisher. I don't know. We brought up Eric Fisher. I think, you know, you lose Costanzo, but bringing in Eric Fisher, that I think that softens the blow to a certain extent. Tommy, do you want to just keep going here? Uh, you've been one of the bigger uh, Titans, yeah. I guess. Uh, faders. You know, uh, faders, yeah, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this is a team – I think I, I can see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I don't want to um, – they, they're. I think they've had a winning record for five seasons in a row. Um, Ryan Tannehill played, you know, top like a like a top ten quarterback. Some people could even say he, he played like a top five uh, quarterback. But then uh, a rough showing in that playoff game. But uh, Tommy, what are your concerns about this team? Uh, really, my chief concern is the departure of Arthur Smith. And and maybe I'm blowing that out of proportion. Maybe I'm you know overrating him leaving and the effect that it's going to have on this offense. But that. You know, combined with, you know, now it was previously the loss of Corey Davis, but obviously they acquired Julio Jones, which I think is is great. I'm not going to badmouth that move at all. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, losing Arthur Smith, I, I'm not going to say that Derek, Derek Henry, you know, is going to completely fall off the face of the earth, but I'd like to think there's going to be maybe a little bit of a regression there. I know Lee brought up the 300 carry stat and, and you know, how it pertains to Derek Henry. Again, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But I just think I like what the I like. I think the Colts are a better team. I think they have a better coach ultimately at the end of the day. While I like Mike Rabel, I think they're a little bit safer of a bet. And I still have major questions about this defense in Tennessee, who wasn't good last year and I think regressed a little bit. Obviously, we both like Caleb Farley coming in, um, Elijah Molden, Monty Rice. I mean, this team did a lot of things in the draft. Brady Breezley. Shout out Brady Breeze. Of course. Um, so I mean, I, I like you know this team. It's made I, it's made me harder to be as uh, you know bullish on that take of of fading the Titans at all costs. I've kind of moved over to the Eagles as my uh, on my on my soapbox. I, I now 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 uh, <laughs> I slander the Eagles, but you know I think this team has probably a higher floor than I in, initially anticipated, but. I just think Arthur Smith was a really nice play caller for them, and maybe that's because I I didn't really see him coming, and I kind of discounted him, and then the Titans' offense, you know, was what it was, and so you know I don't know. I'm uh, I think this team is going to be the second best team in the division. I think they're they're not that bad, but um, I I'm going to be taking the Colts. I think to win the AFC South at you know even whatever it is right now, they're pretty much neck and neck. Um, Lee, do you see Tannehill? staying on that same uh, path that he's been on. He took over for uh, Mariota two seasons ago. Last year was his first full season uh, as the Titans quarterback. And since he's been in that uh, position, he's been one of the better passers in the NFL, kind of seemingly out of nowhere uh, with the departure, like we said, of of Arthur Smith. This is the second OC that has left the Titans to become a head coach in in the last couple of years obviously with Matt LaFleur going to the Packers. Um, do you see this offense still continuing uh, to be productive? Yeah, man. I <clears throat> I was like really ready to fade this team um, 
before we started, and I was like really, really ready to pick the Jaguars to come in second. I was super ready to do that, and mm. I, I'm looking <laughs> at their roster, and I just think it would kind of be a silly thing to do, to to do that because Tennessee has just been a model of consistency the past few years, like you said, Clep. I, I absolutely love what they did in the draft outside of Caleb Farley, just because of the injury concerns. Because I'm everything I'm saying right now is under the assumption that he's not going to play. Like I'm literally just assuming. He's not going to play or at least going to miss like half the year or something because he's already on the NFI and the back injury is just like a huge question mark in my opinion. Um, but Tommy already brought up some of the guys. Uh, love that he did. I don't think he brought up uh, Dylan Radons they got, who I think very well could end up slotting in at right tackle for them uh, with Kendall, Kendall Lamb being their starting right tackle. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> I think there's going to be some regression from Derrick Henry, but I still think that he's a freak of nature and he's not fit in the same mold as any running back ever, really. So I think it'd be silly to say, oh, well, he's had X amount of carries over however long, so he's not going to be good anymore. Um, For me, it comes down to the health of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones because these are two guys that, uh, Julio more specifically, haven't been able to really stay healthy for a full season. And I think that the... Uh, floor could fall out from under this, or the carpet could be pulled, I guess is the saying, from under this offense if either of those guys get injured. Because I think you immediately take out a huge dynamic of the passing game, um, and then it all falls on the shoulders of the other guy, basically, in my opinion. Because I don't think Josh Reynolds is, is, is demanding any type of attention from the defense, and I think there's a, there's a level to how much attention Anthony Ferkser is going to demand. So I think if those two guys can stay healthy, this is going to be an offense that's going to be really good. I don't see why I would doubt Ryan Tannehill. I don't know if I'd say he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but I think it'd be silly to, you know, I don't know. He's like probably better than Kirk Cousins, right? Or in that category. Um, Yeah, 100%. So, you know, he should be able to be somewhere in between that tractor and trailer quarterback. Because I don't want to call him a trailer quarterback because there have been times where I've seen Ryan Tannehill put this team on his back, basically, just being extremely efficient um, from, from the quarterback position. So, uh, yeah, I like Vrabel a lot. I probably agree with Tommy that I think that uh, Frank Reich is like a better coach than Vrabel. But I still think Vrabel is a really, really good co- good coach. He gets a lot out of his players. Um, my biggest concern about this team is the secondary. I just think having Janoris Jenkins being your starting corner. I, I know Tommy like Christian Fulton a lot, and again, I'm assuming Caleb Farley's not playing. I think that this might present some major issues, um, you know, with with some of the quarterbacks they're going to be going up against uh, this year. I just think that they're, they're going to be just, able to take advantage of them to to a certain extent. If I can, <clears throat> if I can wiggle in here too, I'm looking at their uh, their schedule and they're out of con or out of division games. You got Arizona, Seattle. Uh, the Jets, uh, Bills, Chiefs, Rams, Saints. Wow. They kind of have a gauntlet um, early on there. Yep. Patriots. This isn't all in a row. These are just all. There's some Texans and, and Jaguars sprinkled in there, but, you know, Niners uh, and Dolphins. So a lot of, you know, explosive offenses, I think, coming through Tennessee. It's going to be interested, interesting to see. It really is going to come down because this was kind of, I mean, we watched, you know, as a guy who, 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 nab some lions plus 12 and a half live against the titans you know this is a defense that got scored on a lot last year by you know the lions of the world and and a lot of teams that they were a lot better than on paper so i think there's going to be a lot of weight on this offense's shoulders to at least fire at the clip that they did last year and i think that's going to be you know 
it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, Arthur Smith, you know, what, you know, that's why I kind of started off with him being the main X factor. So, you know, how, how efficient is this offense going to remain? And Lee, I think you bring up a good point with Raidens and Lamb, because that's clearly, uh, you know, a sore spot on the, on the right side of that mm-hmm. offensive line. And, and again, health, to... Lawan, you know, another yeah. guy who hasn't really been able to stay healthy. So there are, obviously, I don't want to be unfair with my, I feel like I'm unfair with my injury. I pick and choose a little bit. Totally. Um, because anyone can get injured, but I'm just saying there's a little bit of a track record here with with very with the players that are carrying a lot of weight on this offense that that have a little bit of an injury history. Um, also, I expect Des, Des Fitzpatrick to step into that wide receiver three role fairly early. I do want to put that out there. You're taking him over Josh Reynolds. I t- I'm Josh Reynolds over Josh Reynolds. Des Fitzpatrick. He's a. I like my guy he, Josh he's Reynolds. A he's Come a on now. Smart boy. I'm there. Um. Let's uh, let's go into the rankings here, and and I I kind of want to start because uh, I'm gonna put the the Texans last, and I'm put the Jaguars third, and uh, I'm I'm conflicted here with the Colts and the Titans, and and Tommy and Lee, I kind of feel you guys are leaning towards picking the Colts at, as first. Maybe I'm I'm getting the wrong senses here, but why why should I pick? Like, why would I pick the Colts over the over the Titans? Like, what would be, like, kind of your bullet points uh, in terms of making the distinction between those two teams? I, I think, A, I'm going out on the leap of faith that, faith that Carson Wentz is going to have, a at the very least, a solid year. And he's going to be able to protect the football more. Like, do you think he'll be better than Phillip Rivers yes, was last year? Yes, I believe that. Okay. I do believe that. I think that they're... And Philip Rivers wasn't no. bad for what for, for what he it's wasn't now. bad. He was average though, I think, because I think what he lacked in physical ability he made up for in veteran savvy. Um, I think that the Colts have an easier schedule. I think that the Colts have more depth. I give a lean to the Colts from a coaching standpoint. I think that the Titans have as much talent on defense as the Colts do, but I think the Colts have a more balanced defense. Um, you're, I think there's some big disparity between the secondary of the Titans and the linebackers of the Titans. Or the, I think the Colts have a fairly balanced defense. Um, I, maybe I'm being crazy. I don't think that there's a really big drop-off between Derrick Henry and then the committee of running backs that Indianapolis has. Um, I, would, mm-hmm. I would give the lean to the offensive line for the Colts. Obviously, I think the Titans have more dynamic playmakers on the outside, but... This is a team that doesn't even – I don't even know how they're going to use them. I still think they're going to be giving Henry the ball a lot. Um, so all those factors combined, I just think the Colts are a little bit of a safer bet. Um, I, yeah. I would agree, and I think you're pretty much weighing, you know, the uncertainty with the Titans is pretty much, you know, everywhere. You know, there's some uncertainty with Ryan Tannehill and how the offense is going to back, bounce back, and I think there's uncertainty with the defense – the uncertainty with the Colts is is Carson Wentz and how bad can Carson Wentz be, um, and you know I think I just am much more willing I think in my opinion to put my money on the Colts as an organization and as a team, and a lot of it also has to do with the fact that Lee and I were split last year on the Colts and the Titans, and I took the Titans over the Colts, and the Titans I won that you know bet or whatever that 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 gentleman's bet, but. I was always I was not confident throughout the year because I thought that while the Titans were more talented than the Colts, the Colts just were you know were 
kind of just were not going away and we're just nagging. And even with Phillip Rivers, who I thought was, you know, not really a plus at the quarterback position, you know, they were, and I think the Colts were the better team by the end of the year, to be honest. You know, the Colts played a much better game against Buffalo, I thought, than the Titans did against Baltimore. And, you know, I, I just think they kind of have a little bit, you know, they got something cooking up there, Clef, as you would say, referencing the, the Buffalo Bills. So. All right, well, well I'll, uh, I'll join the BJP brain trust, and I'll, I'll put the, the Titans second and the Colts first. I love first. it, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so we're all the same. Then. No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall in. I'm going to lean in. Uh, I'm going to lean in and say that the Titans are going to win. They're going to go under 500 for the first time in a while. They're going to go, in I'm going to say they're going to go eight and nine. And that Jacksonville is going to come in second place in this division. I'm going to lean into it. You know why? You know, nine the and last eight? straw. Yeah. The last straw for me is just looking at this Titan schedule. My goodness gracious. Yeah, it's tough. I'm just going to run through it really quickly. Just teams, not even, not, actually, I'm going to give, home field advantage too because we're we're post-covid okay home to arizona at seattle home to the colts at jets at jacksonville home to buffalo home to kansas city at indianapolis home to the rams at new orleans home to houston at new england by home to jacksonville at pittsburgh home to san francisco home to miami at houston um i just think that stretch there from buffalo kansas city indianapolis la rams New Orleans, and then you get a little break in Houston at New England before the bye is just that is. I mean, I will willfully eat crow if they can go through that with a winning record, um, willfully. And I think they're a Super Bowl contender if they can do that. I'll I'll tip my cap. Yeah, that's kind of what I was just mentioning with those out of division teams, and even when you throw in even like what we talked about with Jacksonville, I think the Colts. I mean the uh, the Titans have a weakness, especially on their pass defense. And I think a lot, I mean, even the Jets, both the Jets and the Jaguars, who, you know, those are teams who I think are going to be able to hang points on this Titans defense. And then, you know, they're going to have to fight for every inch against those kind of teams. And then when you throw in, you know, the the Bills and the Chiefs of the world, uh, I think, you know, I think it's going to be an uphill climb for the Titans. So um, I'm going to to stick with Clep. I'm going to go Texans uh, in last, Jaguars in third, Titans in second, and uh, Colts in first. I'm uh I'm just pulling up these these win totals here. Uh Colts are at nine and a half with the under being the plus money. Uh the Titans are at nine and a half as well, with the over being plus money. Um and then uh Jags are uh six and a half with the over being plus one oh five. And then um Oh yeah. Uh Houston. We're Houston's four and a half. Give me a Houston under, baby. I would take a Houston under, and I would take a Jacksonville over. Um, yeah, yeah, that's where that's kind of where I just my checked. Would be at. And I take my Colts to win division if if you can get it at Colts, even or better. Colts to win division on my book is even, and uh, Titans are plus one hundred five. So pretty much a coin flip there. Yep. I'm. I'm I think I'm going to take the Colts. Um, just a just a random hypothetical. I just uh, thought about where I, when I was playing with paper here in my hands. Clef uh, and and Lee too. Would you would you guys trade for for Deshaun if you could package Goff and like all the picks? No. 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 Yeah. No. I just think um, it would completely undermine the rebuild aspects of it. And we just saw Deshaun Watson play his best season and win four games. Um. 
Not to say anything against Deshaun. Not, not, not even to mention. Exactly. Yeah. Not even to mention the off the field. I don't know what the, I was thinking about that today, Tommy. I don't even know what the financial thing would be because yeah, they're paying Stafford, they're paying Goff, and they would be paying Watson. So I don't even. Obviously, the Lions are one of those teams that you would look at and say, okay, they have the ammo to do this. Yeah. Um, without completely nuking the future, whereas other teams uh, would likely be taking a giant risk. Um, I'm just not comfortable paying or paying the price that the Texans apparently want um, for what for the off the field stuff. If the if the Texans ask just for one first round pick, and you get Deshaun Watson, and then just kind of sit him on the bench until the stuff clears. <laughs> Um, you know, I think that that's a, maybe a strategy to take. <laughs> it seems, but well, um, it seems they're asking prices like three first round picks and two starting players. I think, I think that is which, laughable. Number one, would the Lions would even have two starting caliber. Would you, yeah. Would you pay that price right now, yeah. regardless of what your team was like, pretend you're, you know, the, the Niners without a young corner, like you have, you're a good team, you know, would you, would you give up that type of capital no. for Deshaun? No, yeah. that's ridiculous capital. I think that would be ridiculous capital, even if there weren't off the field issues. Well, the, well, yep, well to I agree. be fair, we kind of before the off the field issues happened, this that kind of was the price tag, and it was reasonable. But that's also it's. I think it's a little different, like pre draft. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I agree. I also, I mean, I will say, I'll admit, I wanted the the Bears trade. I thought would make sense would be two first round picks, and then like Eddie Jackson and and. Uh, like Jalen Johnson, um, and that is like I think that's more than enough compensation for Houston to take. But now it's like, man, I don't know. I, I would laugh in Houston's face for that asking price because there's just too many factors there. Um, and I, I ultimately end up thinking, think, <laughs> I ultimately end up uh, thinking that Deshaun Watson will be traded for two first round picks. I think that'll probably be how it ends up going. I do not think three first-round picks and two starting-level players is even in the realm of possibility. Yeah. Well, it seems that uh, the Eagles and the Dolphins are kind of at, at the front of the front runners for... Yeah, but a series. realistic trade, in my opinion, from the Eagles would be their first-round pick, the Dolphins' first-round pick, and Hurts. Yeah. Like, I think if I was Houston, I would at least consider that. So it's like, okay, now we have two young quarterbacks in the building where neither of them may be the answer, but we can at least have them compete. Yeah. Um, and we have two for, and we have three first-round picks next year. And then if I'm the Eagles, we now have Deshaun Watson, and we still may have a first-round pick because of the Colts. Because yeah. um, I think if the Eagles slot in Deshaun Watson, they're, all of a sudden they could be a, a, a way better than we think they are. Um, well, yeah, that division. I mean, why so. like why one one of the Eagles win that division with Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Anyway, interesting stuff to talk about for sure. Um, I don't really know how it'll pan out. It's bizarre that like he even has to, he has to like show up to camp and everything with the new CBA rules. It's just uh, funny. All these like hold, they're like hold ins. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw someone use that that term on Twitter. Um, so uh, good good division breakdown. It's boys. Roto World season clip. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know. Hey, Q, stay, stay skiing.